welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both former zookeepers, and each week we pick an animal, we discuss it, and we learn a little bit more about it. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations. All thoughts and opinions are our own. So let's get grimy! Ta-da! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> Flora, my dear, my sunshine... Light yeah. of my life. That's me. Oh my god, my sweet, sweet child. How are you? What's new? What are you drinking? What are your cats doing? I'm good. I'm drinking a bev, um, a little liquid. Obviously, what else? What else kind of beverage? I love hearing that you drink liquids. What? I love it. It's water. It's a good start. It's water. <laughs> and the cats. See, here's the thing. I shut the door, which I'm now regretting because Mia's standing at it screaming to be let out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never want to leave my room ever especially right. when i'm in it until i shut the door and then like the the option is gone all then it's the only loose. thing they want to do in the whole wide world just so mm-hmm. annoying but now mia's actually found where i put catnip so she's sucking catnip she's a catnip eater oh of the two genders good. between catnip roller and catnip sucker she's a catnip mm-hmm. sucker interesting that's Mold- pretty good Mulder's on the bed he's about to probably attack her uh, wonderful <laughs> ticking time bomb so we have like maybe three minutes to record this episode yeah right? before it becomes Perfect. just like Saturday Night Live back here. <laughs> and let's see. What else? How am I? Oh. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> how are you? I'm just spiraling. Oh. Just spir- <laughs> spiraling. So the usual. You know, I thought the other day how I'm just existing in this state. I don't know how many people can relate, but I'm just existing in a state where I don't want to be productive. I don't want to learn or or better myself. Or, like, excel in any way. I just want to exist and do the things that I find fun, which are video games and anime. Yes. And board games. And I just want to do those things and nothing else. I can certainly relate. (laughs) I think a lot of people can, uh, especially (sighs) now, like, two and a half years into a pandemic. Yeah, I just have no motivation to do anything. Like, I go to the gym and I get get exercise. Like, I'm not just, like, rotting in a basement. But I just don't. One step shy of that. <laughs> yeah. I, like the initiative to do better, be better, uh, mm-hmm. get a better job. I don't have any of that. I just want to mm-hmm. exist and do fun things. And everything That's else That's how it should be, though. So That's stressful. how it should be. <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> like I feel like we're all just waking up from the capitalist machine, you know, and we're just like, wait a yes. second. That sucks. It does. What if I just enjoyed my life instead? No, I think you're right. Like, it does feel different. Obviously, mm-hmm. we weren't adults th- this whole time. But this <laughs> sure. time does feel different than yeah. what I can tell. I mean, even my boomer parents, the cats are fighting, um, <laughs> say <laughs> that things seem different. So I don't know what that means for me as a 31, mm-hmm. about to be 32-year-old. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. You know what? I think it means that if you're choosing to spend your time on things that you like and make you happy, then I think that's a great place to be. And especially if you have the space and the luxury to do so, uh, definitely do it. Thank you, mommy. Oh, my God. You always know what to say. <laughs> now you say. <laughs> I just feel like there are so many stupid undue expectations on everyone. And mm-hmm. a lot of those have to do with, like, existing in a hellscape. And True. Like, why live it all if we're not even going to enjoy our lives? No, I, you're right. And you're right, too, about like, the privilege. Like, I have the opportunity to do this, mm-hmm. and I might not ever have it again. And, like, we could all die in a house fire, like, in five seconds. 
or mm-hmm. something horrific could happen that changes my entire world. So yeah. I'm going to take advantage of it while I can. Yeah, no but guilt. But my silly Okami Nendroids that cost a lot of money <laughs> that just look at me on my desk and be real cute and play yes. video games with my homies. Oh, yay. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. We had plans to record this episode oh. like a couple times mm. and every single time my upstairs neighbor was screaming at the top of his lungs and stamping as hard as he possibly could. And I'm like, why? For what? Why? You know, <laughs> like. What's he doing? God, can men be any worse? Yeah. No. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. But, <laughs> but almost sometimes. I mean, luckily he's not like a physical threat at this point to me. But Sure. He has an emotional threat. But neighbors are, they can make you irate in a way that no one else can make you irate. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I feel like I've talked about my previous neighbor on the show before, mm. but God, she was the pits. She was just like scream constantly. We shared an entire wall in our previous apartment. She was literally screaming. They would set up like loudspeakers to face our wall and have band practice. And she like, also anyways. would vacuum the walls at like 4 a.m. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She vacuumed like six times a day and she would vacuum the walls. I was like, ma'am. <laughs> please something was going on over there god honestly that contributed to my zoo burnout for sure <laughs> probably there's so many things at play when you can't even de-stress when you get home and you're just yes. like constant ball of just like the worst feelings oh it's so annoying but um other than that so i was playing with my cat earlier and i was like i had a little like paper tube roll and i was flipping mm. it around and he was so excited and i flipped it up in the air and he like had his mouth open and he like popped up on his little back peats to like catch oh. it and he was like having such a good time and then it bonked him right in the bridge of the nose no and he dropped down and did that like squinny face no. and like walked away and was like <laughs> shaking his head i was like oh i'm sorry <laughs> i oh felt like terrible you know and he just looked pathetic he was just looking at me with like watery eyes I was like <laughs> but they okay but it's a cute face, the bonked face. It's so cute. I know, it's so pathetic. They're just like, eh. <laughs> uh, I need pain. Uh, I didn't think that was going to happen. Poor baby. I know, but he's okay now. He took a little bath. No, he's not okay. Treat. You better nurse him back to health. <laughs> the worst mommy <laughs> in the world. Um, But that's it. I don't know. Other things. Who knows? There's always something. There's <laughs> always something peeking There's at me around the corner. There's always something. <laughs> So we don't really have any news. Ugh. I would love if people joined us on patreon.com slash keeper chat. If you want a shout out on the show, I'm just going to mm-hmm. play this list here. You can join our grime gang tier. Mm-hmm. It's only $10 a month. And guess what? You get unlimited joy. <laughs> it's unlimited. You also get unlimited sorrows. <laughs> and <laughs> unlimited horror. So it's really like a three for one. Wow. That- Plus you get that shout out on the show. So four for one. <laughs> I can't keep away. I'm going to sign up right now. <laughs> sign up for my type, own horror show. Type, 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 type. Type, <laughs> tippity, type, type. Here I am. If you're looking for the perfect gift for your Valentine, even if <gasps> you're single, especially if you're single, why not join a community of other weird Mostly single people. people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say that we haven't had love connections in our Discord. I'm not going to oh. say that. I'm not going to say that because There's, that wouldn't I've seen be something. True. Yeah. So people got their dick wet in there for sure. (laughs) You have a larger than zero percent chance of finding your true love. People post their straps all the time now. Used to be very anonymous. It's not anonymous anymore. 
I mean, oh, and the other, some people are. Okay, but. but the best part is everyone hypes up the thirst traps too. Like the thirst yeah. traps are delicious. Yeah. But then everyone else is just like salivating. I know. <laughs> like it's such a like good space. It's a great place it to be. It gets like a, like 25 just like drooling reacts in the first instant that it's posted. Everyone's right. just like, like, like yo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So anyways, just put that out there just in case anyone, you know, was looking. So this week... Guess what? We're on the letter E. E as in? E as in economics. Oh, E as in egg. Estuary. <laughs> Do you say egg? I said egg. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Let's see. E as in expensive mm. gifts. Ooh. E as in equestrian. Ooh. Uh, E as in eyeball. E as in <laughs> more eggs. <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> We've reached our peak. Those are all the E words. Thank you. Well, the for E that we're going to cover this week is from Rachel's suggestion. Thank you, Rachel, for suggesting this on patreon.com. Thanks, Rachel. They suggested emu. Wow. How have we not talked about this? You know, we've covered Where a few Where have birds. we been? We've covered a few big birds in our time. We've dabbled in Australia. Oh, we've certainly dabbled. I love Australia and their weird animals. We've something. We've stuck at least one to two stinky toes in birds and at least one to two stinky toes in Australia. How did we not get this Australian bird? Well, wait no more. <laughs> We're about to do it right now. I'm shaking and the quaking. Emoo. Emoo. Emoo classification yeah all right so we're in kingdom animalia of course phylum chordata class aves hmm. i was like asking you how you say i won't do it this time. i never we're remember order. and i just i'm like i don't know <laughs> no, <laughs> we're in order casuariform casuariformes oh yeah. family casuaridae <gasps> genus dromaeus <gasps> species dromaeus nova holandae <laughs> No, Nov- someone's hole. No, Nov- Nova's hole. What'd you say? <laughs> Get away from my hole, DA. <laughs> DA. <laughs> yeah, this is the emu. As you mentioned, it is a bird found in Australia. It's part of a group of flightless running birds. Do you yeah. know what that group is called? Um, sure. No. I- <laughs> oh. It's ratites. <laughs> oh, ratites. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, fun fact about ratites. They are the most primitive of modern bird families. So if you're thinking, if you're looking at a picture of this and other ratites like ostriches and stuff, you're like, wow, that looks like a dinosaur. That's for good reason. It is. <laughs> That's, it checks out. That's that on correct. purpose. <laughs> so there are a few different species in ratites. Things like the kiwi, mm-hmm. uh, cassowary, which we've covered before. Mm-hmm. Um Ostrich and Rhea, all of those are big flightless birds as well. Love them. Uh, they joined the emu in the ratite family. <gasps> and fun fact, all of those birds are only found in the southern hemisphere. So something about being below the equator. Something about that. Something about it creates these big Some kind of birds. flightless bird thing. You know, that's a penguin thing too, below the southern. The, the southern. <laughs> oh, what? something's going on <laughs> Below the equator south. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Not below the southern hemisphere. That is nowhere. I don't know where that is. Space. <laughs> just, just floating in space. Just out in space. 
Something about it. Have you taken care of emus? I have. Not, um, like, exclusively. Not directly. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of just been, like, they've been, like, a weird add-on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because I kind of had to. But, uh, yeah. Have you? No. Okay. I'm trying to think. I've done ostriches and, and rias. Oh, well, you've got others covered then. I've got those who, like, ate. They eat ratite. Like, I, that's the diet's do. name. And they're called ratites. Yes. So I don't know why there's a rat in the name. There ain't no rat. It's a bird. That's a great question. One will never find the answer to. There's probably a very simple answer, but I didn't look it up. So All of them to... would eat a rat if given the opportunity. Oh, I know that's that. what it is. <laughs> Death to rat. The first people who saw them, they saw them just choking down rats. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I feel like all the big uh, flightless birds are just like, they've got an energy to them, you know? Like, mm. definitely chaotic. Sometimes so. chaotic good. Sometimes chaotic evil. Yep. Most often chaotic neutral, I would say. And like big Muppet energy. Yes. Yeah, they're a they're a puppet. Like are they sure. just a man who's holding his arm up? I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Exactly like that. I'm pretty sure they are. <laughs> There's a man curled up in that torso and you cannot tell me different. <laughs> Sometimes I check on the birds in the morning and I could have sworn I saw a man sneaking in there. <laughs> I saw a man. He was dressed all in black. Sneaking back and, in his uh, bird suit. Yeah, I just stuck right into that bird costume. I saw him. <laughs> I don't know what he's up to, but so, I saw him. Uh, so emus are pretty big flightless birds. They stand anywhere between about five to six feet tall or one and a half to two meters in height. And then they can weigh anywhere between about 66 to 120 pounds or yeah. 30 to 55 kicks. Pretty big. It's Thick. A big yeah. And considering the fact that, like, we always talk about, it doesn't seem to matter how big a bird is. It's always lighter than you think, mm. right? Because you see this thing and you're like, holy shit, that's got to yeah. be like a thousand pounds. It's yeah. not. But even still, having this big fucking bird and having it be up to like 120 pounds, that's, that's, a, that's a slice of bird. Yeah. He doesn't need to fly and give a fuck about your fucking hollow bone. No, he can run right over you. <laughs> he can kick your fucking forehead in half. Correct. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, emus live up to about 35 years in zoos. And then in their natural Australian environment, it can be anywhere between like 10 to 20 years. Pretty long living bird. That's I a would long say. time. Yeah. In adult emus, the females are going to be larger and heavier than the males. So it's mm -hmm. the, probably the best way to tell them apart. Because other than that, there's really not much sexual dimorphism. They kind of look the same. Yeah. If you're looking at an emu, or if you've never seen one before, you'll probably... First thing you'll see is uh, their big weird body. So they've got like a big, long, skinny neck attached to a big old bulbous body. They've got long, slender legs and big feet and then big eyeballs. And they look like a Muppet. <laughs> I I just realized I worked with an emu. You did. For like two years. Oh, God. <laughs> I just remembered. Oh, no. Okay. She was a single, solitary female. Wow. Um, whatever. <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> She's canceled. <laughs> oh, what no. What the hell? <laughs> We've worked with so many animals, though, to be fair. And I feel like it's, like, part of my PTSD to just, like, delete some of the shit that... Yeah, I you want to clear it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I keep the fun, cute penguin parts, and then the rest mm -hmm. of it I've deleted because I was going through it. I've definitely kept some of the cute and fun stuff, and then... It's either that or, like, the big fucking trauma. It's, like, <laughs> anything in the middle, a mundane day, not up there. <laughs> trauma or good times, it's up there. I can't wow. get rid of those. <laughs> I can't even believe. I was just, like, looking at one of them, and I was like, 
I wonder what that thing would look like eating a grape. And then I was like, oh, my God, I used to feed ours <laughs> grapes. What am I talking about? Oh, my your, God. Your brain dug that up out of I don't even the remember the name. Depths. I can't even think of it. I, I really deleted it. And that was oh, like no. my most recent. That was like last year or something, right? Like, oh, shit. I'm having a hard time. That's OK. It's all right. We we did a lot. So maybe it'll come to you as we talk more about emos. Maybe. maybe Probably maybe. not. <laughs> so they've got an interesting feather design. They're pretty much like black and gray all over, kind of like a mottled appearance. And then they have those like big long legs that are dark in color as well. Um, the exposed parts of their face are black. But let me just give you one word to describe the overall look of the face. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, crust. Crusty. Crusty? Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm looking at a crusty face. Come on. Are you that not one, looking at a crusty face? That one just face? needs hosed off. They're not all crusty. I think that there's no way that they can't not be crusty. I'm sending That's you a crusty pic. Sca- Don't send me crusty pics. <laughs> I already did. Damn it. inbox. <laughs> Crust. How are they supposed to get it off? They don't have arms. The water. They're supposed to take baths. Come on. Well, that one's crusty. That one's crust. This seems That's like okay. a disservice to birds. <laughs> Okay, but I I'm, would argue most birds have crust face. I'm blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> the line goes dead. Episode over. <laughs> You're out of here. Oh, no. Well, you know what? I'm surprised you didn't block me before this, to be honest. Anyways, <laughs> Fair. to each their own. Uh, their feathers have like a really cool look to them. They have like a very like free spirit vibe. You know, like some feathers are like very sleek and they're close to the body. Yeah. And they look like shiny and they're just like very stiff. Uh, emu feathers are all over the fucking place. One word to describe emu feathers: flyaways. <laughs> it's Insane. just like yes, they've got they've got the flyaway look down. Uh, feathers grow from follicles just like hair does, and while most bird species have like one feather per follicle, mm-hmm. in the case of emus, they actually have a double shafted feather poking love out of a double each shaft. follicle. I know, pretty good, right? I love it. She's a shaggy dog. Yeah. And then when you're looking at the actual barbs on the feather, on a lot of bird feathers, those are pretty close. That's what keeps it, like, very sleek mm-hmm. and, like, solid looking. But on an emu, those barbs are a lot farther apart. And so it kind of hangs loosely. It doesn't really have, like, a, a ton of structure to it. So it's mm-hmm. really soft and loose. And it gives them sort of a hair-like appearance. When the feathers originally grow, they start out black. But then because their environment is very, very sunny, a lot of times they fade to, like, a grayish, brownish color. Um along like the tips and the shaft and stuff right and i said a lot of just keep saying shaft shaft and tip shaft a lot yeah double shaft Hmm. if you're looking for an episode for valentine's day maybe this is the one for you i talk about shafts and tips do you think people have ever had sex through our podcast like you know like netflix and chill do you think our podcast has ever been on in the background they're like let's listen listen to this together and then yes and i'm sorry i can't imagine that we set a very romantic mood what if we Maybe do? Maybe we should start. I think, okay, hold on. <laughs> let's role play right now. Oh, okay. Um, let's like imagine you and I mm-hmm. are just relaxing mm. in our apartment that we share, obviously. Okay. Is this going to be ASMR again? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> like, let's just say like I come in and we turn on Keeper Shab. What if we're not us? Wait, we're someone else. Okay. Should we be someone else? <laughs> No, we have to be us. That's the only person I know how to be. <laughs> okay, it's us. But are we listening to ourselves? That would not get me in the mood. This Wait is a second. the worst Wait a playing. second. Wait a second. <laughs> are you saying that we live in our 
cohabitation apartment and we're about to get down and dirty to ourselves. <laughs> That's what the scenario is setting up, but it's uh-huh. it's not tracking. It's not making sense. I need it to rewrite. It seems extremely narcissistic. Back to the drawing board. Okay, okay. What would be your top three things to set a mood if you were creating a podcast mood setting environment for people to bang? I think there needs to be a scented candle of some oh, sort. Okay. Wait, Maybe, what scent? Well, go. Tell me right now. Uh, Don't think. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> I want to say like maybe a a cinnamon. I don't know. Oh, okay. Cinnamon. Okay. 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 What else do we need? really festive. Okay. And then all the lights. No overhead lighting. Fuck. Dude, um, if anyone turns on overhead light, you're out. You're out of the sex club. You're Get out. out. So there's like a, a cinnamon scented candle. I like cinnamon a lot. I love cinnamon. And the lights Mm -hmm. are down low. Okay, okay. Keep our shadows on. Okay. And maybe we just made a pill for it in the middle of the room. Oh, bro. Okay. And just like, and we were going to chill there. Yeah. And just listen and hang out with some mood lighting. And then, I don't know, listen to us saying shaft a bunch. And it was like, bing, bang, boom. Just see where it goes. See Podca- where the night takes Podcasts us. and chill. Queefer chat and chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody's done it. Uh, without a doubt. I'm sorry if you have. I hope it was good. What Let I was trying to do, do was set up a scenario where they would listen and then they would get horned out to what we were saying. Oh, well, we talk about... But it spiraled and it got bad. Okay, and but then we it was talk just about us. how things fuck all the time. So I think that that's got to do it for someone. That's true. Yeah. We talk about like, like how think... many nipples stuff has. Oh, always. Always. And I know people love talking about the, what they can do to help the conservation of an animal. It just gets them right <laughs> off. <laughs> people do that Get on out. like TikTok or something. Like if someone's like, if they're like, oh, I have a praise kink. And then like someone says like, oh, you did a good job. They're like, oh my God, I'm so horny. Is that really all it takes yeah. is just saying that? Like what if we're just like, oh, you guys are doing a good job. Someone guys, out there. You guys are great listeners. Oh. You make us feel really good, and you're doing a great job. I really appreciate you. Is someone? I love that you learn from us. What a pleasure! It what if someone has in our lives? What if someone has a derogatory, der, uh, derogatory kink? What is it? Oh, a degradation yeah. kink. There you go. Um, you fucking suck. Lick my boot. You're the fucking worst. How dare you listen to our podcast? Clean my sack toilet. Of shit. Kiss my yeah. fucking foot, and you're not allowed. To live. <laughs> Is that too well, far? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Someone might. It's a, it's a range, right? It's a range. There's something for everyone. If you didn't like one part, you could just fast forward. It's fine. Because some of those TikToks that go really viral and like videos that go really viral, they're like, oh, these are like these are kink videos, right? Like those how-to videos, but it's really like a secret kink oh, video yeah. about like people cutting make, a like, woman's hair really weird. Yeah, yeah. People make like weird recipes where someone shoves their whole hand in a like, in, like a chicken. queso. Yes. Okay. We need that, but in the podcast. So like we need to sneak in. Oh, I see. Like the the kinks so that people will listen to our podcast because that's the other thing is that nobody listens to the podcast. Right. Correct. It is just well, us I- replaying it in our pillow for it in our living room. <laughs> Acting out our own scenario. I do think that the people love hearing about our misery in the beginning. Maybe that's it. They're just getting off that whole time. Right. The whole time they're just like, yes, I love how sad you are. It's doing it for me. (laughs) It's doing it for me. Oh, 
okay, okay. If someone wants going. to be like, okay, what if there's like a sugar daddy out there? Like some of yeah. them are into like supporting, supporting people. Mm-hmm. I'm we into getting support. supported. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> That's if my anyone kink. is interested in handing out support. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm down. I'd be into it. Um, this is actually the perfect segue into <laughs> what I was going to talk about next with emus. Uh-huh. Um, is that they have sugar daddies. No, actually, Whoa! it's that um, their tail feathers are not as soft as the rest of their body. Oh. Perfect, perfect segue. Um, they are rather stiff. And this is handy because if they're ever threatened by like a predator, like a dingo or like a human or like a man. Or a dingo-human um, hybrid. Right, yes, the worst of all. Then they can <laughs> rattle those feathers and it'll scare them off. It's wow. Like mm-hmm. That gives a whole new meaning to shake your tail feathers. Ah! It actually means get the fuck away from me. I'm feeling threatened. <laughs> Not like a Nelly song. Is that Nelly? I, I don't be surprised, honestly. Nelly had a bunch of hits, didn't he? Um, Nelly. It was? It was Nelly? Yep. Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee. Wow. You really nailed it. Book, had I'm a... I'm a Nelly stan. <laughs> Number one Nelly fan. That's what I call Flora. <laughs> She's a fucking fan, dude. Um, so emus, back to their like weird body, right? It's kind of like, just like a bulbous body. Yeah. It's big. I don't know if I would say she has an hourglass figure. I would say it's more of like. If it was tipped on its side. Sure. And I would say it kind of looks out. like a pear <laughs> with like a straw sticking out of it. Yeah. Why not a little bit Yeah, of like a lemon. Oh, lemon. I like that. Because it's with a straw sticking out of it. With a straw. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the straw. Mm-hmm. Right, correct. And they cover it in feathers. Um, so emus, they are bird. They have wings. However, Whoa. their wings, completely yeah. useless. <laughs> completely yeah. useless. <laughs> yeah. But their legs, completely useful. They're <gasps> extremely powerful. They're very, very long. And they aid in their ability to travel long distances at a pretty quick pace they can actually sprint upwards of 30 miles an hour or 48 kilometers an hour so unnecessary yeah (laughs) although in australia it's probably a good a good habit to get into to be able to just jet when you need to yeah skidoot yeah just remove yourself from the sitch this is not a good vibe (laughs) bye Bye. (laughs) um like a lot of other birds in this classification they have three toes on their foot love that this is going to help them as they're, like, taking off running, right? Provides balance for that big fucking body above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, the way that their legs are composed not only makes them fast when they're running, but it also allows them to jump seven feet or over two meters straight up into the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Michael Jordan, who? They do that when they're, like, freaking the fuck out. They go vertical. They just go up. They go up. But it's like to a, be fair though, like most threats are on the ground, so it's like a frantic thing. Like it's, it's just like calmly, just like sprawling. Like it's like a <laughs> like back and forth, back and forth, left and right, left and right. Airborne, yes. Airborne, fight, flight, or freeze. They spring. <laughs> spring. They go up. Um, I feel like in my head when I see them do that i hear the sound of like a kazoo someone just like unhinged yeah a kazoo like yeah <laughs> or just like the scooby-doo noise when they're 
right? Is it Scooby Doo or like the Flintstones when they're about to run? It's the Flintstones, oh, and they're just the like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to make that noise in my mouth. <laughs> I think you did a really good job. Thanks. You know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, a praise kink. Thank you. Keep it coming. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Like if they're threatened, they're going to basically just like spaz out. <laughs> they're going to like yes. duck and weave and bob and serpentine and jump in the air. And that's super handy, right? Because they got to yeah. get the fuck out of there. They have pretty good eyesight and they're really agile, which allows mm-hmm. them to do this. And between that and their like big fucking legs, they can pretty much get out of like any scrape they're in. Yeah. Um, if they do, if it does come down to it and they do have to like fight and defend themselves, those feet also come in handy. They can strike. They can kick. And they can use their nails to, like, rip at people, places, and things. Basically, you're telling me it's a velociraptor. Right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All these big fucking birds, these ratites, dude. <laughs> They're dinosaurs. Put Chris Pratt in this. Ew, we're no. in Jurassic World keep him, 4, baby. Keep fucking away from this. I know. I'm Put tired Jeff of Goldblum him. in this. He's better. I'm tired of Chris Pratt. He's going to ruin Our Mario, world. man. He ruins everything. I don't want to hear him be Mario. I know. Can we boycott <laughs> it like we did Sonic and make him change it to something else? <laughs> right? We did it. I was just going to say we changed the fucking knees on Sonic. <laughs> Maybe we can do this too. <laughs> we have the power. <laughs> Get rid of Chris Pratt. Fuck. Wouldn't that be nice? So emus communicate in a number of different ways. A lot of that is visual. They'll like use their bodies and do like cool interpretive dancing. We love that. But they also have a throat pouch and they can do like different types Mm. of vocalizations using its windpipe and the throat pouch. Very cool. They fucking thump. Um, Dude, I love when a bird booms. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When they just go, like, I love that. How? You feel it in your like vagina or something. Like it's so (laughs) deep. My heart stops. I feel like like I'm (laughs) fucking defibrillated. You feel it inside yourself before you feel it on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. What wavelength are they on? I don't know, but I love it. The moment that happens, I stop what I'm doing. They have the floor. They have my full undivided attention. I'm like, get it, girl. Tell (laughs) me more. What have you got to say? Tell me more. (laughs) I'm here to listen. God, it's crazy. Um, But when when they inflate that pouch, um, emus can make like a very deep booming, like we already talked about. They can make like a drumming sound, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's pretty fucking badass. And they can do a bunch of like grunts too. Love that. Um, A lot of these sounds are going to be used during courtship throughout the breeding season. But like you mentioned, so that boom just like rattles your soul, right? Yeah. That's because they can project it up to 1.2 miles or two kilometers away. Yeah. I could be sitting there with my Jurassic Park jello, my green jello, sitting there eating it. And all of a sudden it would rattle it right off my goddamn spoon. It literally Boom. rattles. It goes inside you and like rattles back and forth in your own body. That's why. <gasps> Do you think that's why they call them ratites? <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> ah! It does rattle the body. I feel like my bones just get like moved around a little bit. That's what I'm saying. There's there's something. There's something. Something prehistoric and magical about it, I think. <laughs> uh, they can also hiss. I love when a big bird hisses. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. It's not cute. So, it's so I love it from a distance. That's what I should say. Uh, I was actually reading an article about the hiss of an emu. And they like reached out this person did the article reached out to like a behavior specialist for emu mm-hmm. and they described the hiss as blood curdling <laughs> that seems accurate that tracks yeah agreed that tracks Our, i don't think <laughs> ours ever got that mad at us um thank god but just like having a bird that big be so upset with me that it hisses yeah 
Birds are a thing. Like, forgive people, us this day our daily bread. I'm sorry for everything are, I've ever done. Uh, people have like a fear of birds, right? Like, there's many people who, oh yeah, just have rational or irrational fear of birds, mm-hmm. and they're afraid of songbirds or small birds landing on them and stuff. But mm-hmm. it is rational when it comes to ratites. Like, you should. <laughs> they can kill you. Yeah. But then yeah. they're always the ones at the zoo where people are throwing shit at him and trying to touch him. And I'm just like, he can bite the skin off your finger. You know that, right? <laughs> it he hurts. Well, he will split you. It hurts. From nape to navel. <laughs> from from fucking you. toe to tip. And then they'll He's just gonna start split eating you. Open. Because they'll eat anything. Dude. Yeah, I you don't want to fuck around with these guys. I kind of wish I had just a, a gaping maw like they do. Where you just oh. toss it back. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't chew and you don't really think about it. You don't really have to taste it. Yeah, they do it with like wild abandon. Uh, Throw it back. They don't even look. Like, it was just in your hand and they're going to trust you and they're going to eat it. (laughs) Right. Like, in your hand one second, two feet deep within their body the next second. (laughs) Yeah. No fucks given. Anything. (laughs) They trust you with their life. And even if, yeah. Even if it was something inedible, they don't care Mm -hmm. because they're ratites and they've made it edible. And it will pass through them just fine because they're yeah. indestructible, I think. Inedible also. is not in their vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Everything is edible to them. And that's actually a good point. Uh, emus are omnivores, so they eat everything. Doesn't matter. A man. It could be a battery. Eat a berry, a battery, eat it. Uh, your kid's homework, done. It's done. Gone. Your shoes, the skin done. off the tip of your middle finger when you handed him that grape. Eat. Gone. <laughs> a $5 hot and ready Little Caesars pizza, done. <laughs> Some Missouri ratite grain, devoured. Gone. Like the tub it was in, eaten. <laughs> also gone. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Another fucking ratite, gone. <laughs> All the hoofstock shit in a bucket, <laughs> devoured. It's gone. <laughs> Everything. You turn around, um, you're gone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the dream? <laughs> yes. Devoured by I would emu. love. I would love to be devoured by an emu. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll eat like bugs, they'll eat fruit, they'll eat leaves, different mm-hmm. plants. Come across a lizard, sure. If they come across anything, some ants, why not? If they come across a fucking berry, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like they eat everything. Yeah. And this is great because they spend a lot of their time moving around, roaming around, and eating a bunch of weird shit. They're really excellent seed dispersal units. Love so they're them. just taking all that shit, dispersing it around. Roomba. Super positive for the ecosystem. Love Mother that. Earth's little vacuum. Little Roomba. Putting um, in work. It's a Roomba on one end and then a leaf blower on the other end. <laughs> and it just basically fast tracks everything out the other end. <laughs> Serves a purpose, though. They're pretty common throughout most of mainland Australia. They will avoid areas with, like, dense human populations. And anything extreme, if it's going to be like a really thick forest, they're going to take a break. If it's going to be like a barren desert, Mm -hmm. they're going to take a break. But kind of anything in between, they're usually good. Uh, For the most part, they spend their lives solitary. If They'll come together during breeding season, of course. And um, occasionally you might see them form like big migratory flocks throughout the year if they're moving toward like better resources and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like that's less of like they're coming together and more of everyone's just going in the same direction, you know? Right. Like, I'm not walking with that person down my high school hallway. We're it's both going the to the flow cafeteria. of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say we're together. <laughs> I would say <laughs> we're both getting pizza for lunch. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And we're going to sit across the room from each other. But it is what it is. 
In uh, Western Australia, the emus will go north in the summer and then they'll go back to south in the winter. Mm-hmm. That checks out. Um, you'll also find emus on New Guinea. You'll find some in Indonesia, the Solomon Islands, and the Philippines. Nice. That's that Pangea shit, dude. Everything was one at some point. No way. The emus swam. <laughs> <laughs> they actually fly between it the islands. <laughs> flew over there and then it got stuck. Its Maybe. wings shrunk after it got there. Right. And then they learned how to doggy paddle, but it's a long way. I got tired. It's <laughs> a lot. Now I want you to stop what you're doing. Stop. Wait I'm a not, minute. I'm not doing Look at an emu chick. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. How would you describe them? Like, what would you? What All would you of give my them? striped babies are my little watermelon babies. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're a bird or pig. I love <laughs> me a watermelon baby. Watermelon baby. They're brown and white striped. They're so fucking cute. So and they're just like cute. these little bleh, little lemons bleh, walking around stomping. Lemons. You just could just pick them up and just fucking shake them. They're so cute. Oh, they just run away from you. <laughs> God. They're fantastic. You know, they're so cute. I remember you and I worked at a place once where they had some um, uh, emu babies. Uh-huh. And we saw them running around and we just like, oh, they were to die for. They were so cute. They kind of give me like, you know how there's like Hershey kisses? The Hershey mm-hmm. hugs? <gasps> the the like, hugs. They kind of look like that. The I hug. love the hugs. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be an emu baby. They just run around with no inhibitions. No. No care and in their the world. their face, pointed. Their body, fuzzy. Their legs, powerful. Like, yeah. And they just uh, kick and jump and run. Yeah. And go nutso. Yeah, they do. They go spazzy. They get like the zoomies. <laughs> so <do>. cute. <laughs> um, but how do we get those chicks right? Now, this is the part where you want to get your cinnamon candle lit. You want to build your pillow fort. Yeah. Turn off every overhead light. Grab your nearest loved one. All right. It's about to get sexy. Hell yeah. So the emus will form breeding pairs in the summer, and then they stay together throughout the fall. Best season of the year, hands down. Um, In the fall, they're going to lay their first clutch of eggs. The male is going to be in charge of building a nest. It's going to be things like grass, twigs, whatever shit he can find on the ground. (laughs) And then the female, (laughs) yeah, female is going to lay anywhere between like five to 15 eggs. The eggs are beautiful. They're like this like green like jade color oh they're so pretty they like they almost look like they're not real but they are and they're pretty big (laughs) but she'll lay those eggs it'll take her a few days to get them all out and then when she's done she'll basically just like leave like she's like okay i'm done um and then the male will incubate the eggs i love that i love a splitting of duties of household duties it's great birds are the best yes in preparation for this the male is gonna like eat a bunch of extra food um like while he's building that nest and he's gonna um while she's like laying her eggs and stuff so that he has plenty of body fat reserves and so he can stay on the nest so he's gonna hang out there for like eight weeks kind of feeding off those like fat reserves and the only time he really gets up during the incubation period is he'll he'll, like turn the eggs clean them make sure the nest is staying clean all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of this the male ends up losing about a third of his body weight talk about extreme dieting that's his Great cut. <laughs> <It's> cutting. <laughs> and then listen to this. So, you you know, the male – or I'm sorry. The female laid her eggs and then she wandered off. See you later. Good yeah. luck. Bye. Um, during this time, she might go find another male to mate with. <gasps> I know. She should. I love that. I agree. Why not? Go for it, girl. And then maybe she'll, like, lay some more eggs. Or if she finds a nest of, like, another emu pair, um, maybe she'll just – skip finding a male to like make that nest and she'll just go lay him in that nest wow and let that other father do the work 
Wow. Why the fuck not? Like, she's busy. She's got an agenda. She can't be standing around all day. I love that. <laughs> if it, if like the conditions are right, there's plentiful food the and plentiful meats. conditions are always right. <laughs> and plentiful mess, right? <laughs> a female emu can lay up to three complete clutches. Wow. In, like a breeding season. I know. Isn't that nuts? So cool. That's good for them. That's good for species yes. making more of themselves when your mama can have more than just like one at a time. Yeah. And like having that and then like having a male take over all the parenting ability, yeah. their parenting duties. That's so great because she can just bounce around laying all her eggs. It's fantastic. Variable genetics in there. Come on. Love that. Come we on. love to see it. So the emu eggs are big, right? Have you ever held an emu egg? Not one with a baby inside. But I've okay. held a hollowed out one. Okay. Okay. That was in like education stuff. They're bigger than your hands, right? <laughs> what is it, Fauna? <laughs> you do have very small child's hands. I'm not like other girls. I have really small hands. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop looking at my hands. Oh, my oh, God. They're so small. No, don't. Let's not compare. Oh, my God. We did. <laughs> Stop, stop bringing up how small my hands are. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) You are not like other girls. (laughs) Meanwhile, I have the hands of Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) We are the perfect pair. Mine fit perfectly inside yours, though. It's great. (laughs) Stop. This burrito's so big in my hands. (laughs) Uh, One emo egg has the same weight and volume of 10 to 12 chicken eggs. (laughs) Sorry. Absurd. I'm sorry. That carton of eggs you got at the grocery store, you might as well sub it out for one emu egg. Could feed a family of 10. (laughs) Certainly could. (laughs) One egg. We already mentioned they come out like this dark green, beautiful, like jade color. I'm obsessed. They're very shiny. Um, And then they are covered in like small little pits around the surface. So it does kind of have like a mottled look, Mm. but it's it's like a uniform color. There aren't like speckles or anything. Dragon egg. Dragon? It does look like a dragon egg. Also looks like a very a cool dinosaur rock. egg. Also like Strictly a dinosaur egg. back to dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is just a dinosaur. Once the eggs hatch, the chicks come out. They're that brown and white stripe. They're so cute. Little so Hershey hugs watermelons. And then basically right after hatching, they can walk around. That's fine. Um, <laughs> they'll leave the nest at like three days old. Sure. They got to be able to run if they need to. Um, however, even though they can leave the nest that early, they'll usually stick around dad for about 18 months. And he's going to show them how to, like, search for food and how to stay safe from any predators around. Um, The stripes on the chick's feathers are really handy, helping keep them camouflaged in, like, the tall grass and dirt and stuff. Very, very good. And Mm -hmm. then it takes about a year, just over a year, for them to reach their fully grown height and weight. And then about two years until they're sexually mature and they can start getting down and dirty. That's pretty quick. That's a good growth spurt. Not too bad, right? Yeah. Birds are just like a little hot and ready pizza sometimes. They are. Five dollars. They just come out and they're just like ready to rock and roll. Hey, I'm here. What's up? What's up? What's on the agenda? (laughs) What are we doing? I'm born. What's up? (laughs) Time time to eat. (laughs) So a few little like fast fun facts for you. Um, Please. This one is the most concerning to me, so I'm going to start with it. An emu's body contains... Three gallons or 13.6 liters of oil. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Who put it in there? He's just sloshing around. (laughs) He's just sloshing around, baby. They've just got a very oily 
composition. There's a lot of like fat on their body that when you what? like boil it down can be used for whalers. Who? Why weren't they after emus? <laughs> it's just a jug. <laughs> yes, he's a gallon jug with Good a straw. Great. <laughs> he's got a building truck. Uh, that oil is used in a lot of like pharmaceutical things, though. You see it in like soap, lotion, shampoo, different other like healthcare products. Okay, crazy, right? That's crazy. Here's something maybe related to the oil, maybe not. Emus are good swimmers. Yeah. Is it because of all the oil that they float? They fucking float. Yeah. <laughs> they don't just disintegrate in the water because oil and water separate, so they, <laughs> they don't mix. Float. Right. That's gotta be what it is. I don't see what else. I don't see what else it would be. And them thick ass, <laughs> powerful lit. In the big fucking legs. <laughs> Told you they swam there. <laughs> I do have a few stories about emus before we get to their conservation situation. Specifically in a place that actually we worked together. Um, there were emus where you had mm-hmm. to like, they're in like a big habitat where you had Huge. to go and like open a gate. So yeah. you were in an area with emus like <laughs> free contact for a little uh-huh. bit. But I mean, the main thing we did was like watch out and be like, there's an emu. There's an Don't emu. leave. <laughs> Approaching Don't <get> you. Out. <laughs> right. Maybe... Keep an eye on that emo before you get out. And so that was really fun. But I just remember them being, like, terrifying when you see them approach mm-hmm. you. Because you're just like, holy shit, I'm in danger. Um, and you want to keep a distance, of course. But then they were just, like, the nosiest motherfuckers. <laughs> they were like, so they nosy. always wanted to know, like, what you got in there? What's in that truck? What's in your bag? Hey, what's that thing on your belt? Hey, what if I rip at your hair? <laughs> they were just, <laughs> God, they couldn't. They couldn't just let it be. That was my first experience with big birds. And so, yeah, I was very afraid, I guess, of them. And I remember we had an emergency situation one time where there was like a containment issue. Everyone was Mm. very stressed (laughs) and we were all in this open area and just monitoring the animals while people were working. And as not even they were not my animals, I was just helping and all the fucking emus were coming over just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and I remember the bird keeper was there as this huge man. And they're like just coming all around him and surrounding him because they're just like, daddy. And they're just like <laughs> messing with him. And I was so afraid of these big ass birds. And I'm like, they're going to kick someone's head off. I just know mm-hmm. it. And he would just manhandle the shit out of them. <laughs> just like push them. He's like, get the fuck all my family. Like we were in such a high stress environment. And they were just like, wee. And they're just getting pushed around with this man. And every time they were just thinking it's more and more of a game. And yeah. I was like, can you do that? You can just touch him like that? Oh, my God. You could just, God. like, sort of push him. He was yeah, because like, then they would do that, like, that, like, spazzy kind of, like, yes. juke cake. <laughs> they would, like, come back and be like, oh, yeah, do it again. Yes, yes. And he was, like, so stressed out. He's like, no, stop. And they're like, yeah, do it again. And more and more. There were so many, too, was the issue. And they just surrounded us. <laughs> just, like, descended upon him. Oh, my God. God. They're so funny. They're just, like, spazzy and they're nosy and they're, like, Their brain goofy. is just a pee and... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And then, Piece like, they brain. think they're so slick because they kind of like sidle up to you. But yes, you're like, you are like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Like I can see you coming from a mile away. They do. Think but they would they just like sneak. come up and they would just be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Pecking you your get keys, lost. biting you in the ass, <laughs> fucking with your shit. God. Yeah. I just remember um, one time they were just God. They were just nosing through the fucking truck bed and they're seeing what we got. And they like one of them was able to biff the lid off of one of our containers. And there's a bunch of meat in there. And they're just like trying to get the meat. Yes. I was like, Can you get out of here? <laughs> one of the keepers we worked with used to give them all like pop star nicknames based on their hairstyles because one of them oh, had like this really cool. 
very cool like mohawk and the other had like um it looked like spike tips um and i remember she named that one justin timberlake from insync amazing it was very good anyways emus are a delight they're really fucking funny um terrifying but also really funny which is very goofy when you're in a non-threatening situation yeah yeah Yeah. and if you're being safe they're great they're so fun i love i um went to australia and i was at like a a wild animal park situation Mm -hmm. and of course i want souvenirs from australia and from just everywhere i go and if you know anything about my dad it's that he is one to everything about your dad just say to just be like yes just do it live your life (laughs) and so (laughs) we're at this park and um there was a like three three foot tall Mm-hmm. like a couple hundred dollar maybe like 50 bucks i can't remember but it was very expensive just emu stuffed animal oh and of all the super like i had to fly back from australia <laughs> absolutely <laughs> obnoxious <laughs> and i was like should i and he was just like yes we're buying this so now i have this three foot tall emu <laughs> had it since i was like <laughs> did you have to buy another plane seat for that thing <laughs> <laughs> hey this is back in the day where you could um do whatever you wanted they actually you know the crazy thing they actually used to have, I'm sure they still do, but they don't put us poor people on them anywhere, double-decker planes. There used to be like a top floor oh. to planes. And I remember when we were going to Australia, one of the times I was uh, younger, and so they let me just like ra- run around. I got, I went to the cockpit, and I got my little, I got little, um, like a little flyer pin, little pilot pin thing. And then I got to go up and hang out with the rich people upstairs. They had like a movie theater up there. Oh, fuck. And a we had- A movie theater? Yeah, like in the airplane. And we had our own aisles. Uh, like the plane was so empty that we all stretched out and slept in our own aisles. That's Holy shit. I know. Back in the day, man. Isn't that crazy? That would that never happen crazy. now. You're a fucking tin can all the way to Australia. You're on the plane for like three days for fuck's sake because of time change. You lose track of who you are. You come down you're and like, you've aged a year. It's <laughs> fucking a different insane. Person. It's insane. <laughs> The only time I've ever seen those double-decker planes was in that movie with Jodie Foster. Did you ever see that movie? I have no idea what it's called. She's in more than one movie. I think I can't recall. Is that one movie with her and a double-decker plane? There's only one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't very good. Anyways, I didn't think those existed. It was insane. luxury. Yeah, so me and my emu, we had our own row on the way back. Anyways. Dude, that's the perfect plane company. I have that right. It's in my closet. I saw it today. It's in, a, it's in a like bag in my closet. In my, a bag. In my family home. <laughs> my emu bag. <laughs> like, what are we going to do with that thing, man? I'm 30. Terrible. terrible. Well, it's coming with you. What <laughs> of all you the go? things? Of course, when my mom heard, she wasn't there. So when I brought that motherfucker back from Australia, she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Check out what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Check out. Look at my haul. <laughs> So conservation situation, great news. Emus are least oh, concerned. Yay! Good, right? Applause. Like, Round of applause for the emus. Yeah. Good job like, having no- babies. Yeah. I feel like their reproductive strategy is like pretty solid. Plus, they look really fucking scary. Mm-hmm, Plus, mm-hmm. they're pretty big. It's hard to ignore them. But on the, you know, on the flip side, I feel like a lot of times people see like a big bird, they're like, kill it. Kill it all. <laughs> right? A big animal, they're just like. Oh, hunt it to extinction. Make it go extinct. Yeah. They just it's like, taller than meat. It deserves death. Uh, it must die. Um, but these have done pretty well. Now, there was a subspecies that lived Uh-oh. in Tasmania that did go extinct in 1865. Oh. And that came when the Europeans arrived, of course. 
the distribution of the current emu, the only like species left, only extant one left, mm-hmm. is pretty widespread. Um, their distribution is affected by like human populations. As I said, they're going to avoid like highly populated areas or like really dense areas. Yeah. And so they do kind of flux like where the population growth is, but sure. there is a lot of unpopulated areas across Australia. And so they right. do have a fair bit of like new land and regions and stuff to live in. And they also have plenty of room for migration, which is pretty good. So nice. um, another plus is that while technically speaking, like having humans extend into different parts of Australia is not necessarily fantastic for the ecosystem. Due to agricultural development and then the water that's needed for <laughs> livestock development in the outback, they actually have increased the range that oh, emus can live. Yeah. So They'll they have like fucking crops all day. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, this sand is soft. This soil is plush. There's a cow nearby. Time to move in. I'm set. Um, they've, you know, <laughs> checked all the boxes, I guess. <laughs> um, drought and wildfires, though, of course, are like a huge threat to basically any animal in the world. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Emus, they face threats due to that. There are emus that are raised for their meat, uh, leather, and oil. And luckily, a lot of those are, like, done pretty well. Like, there's not, like, a rampant black market for that. Mm -hmm. So that's good. We should be thankful for that, at least. Uh, But we should be mindful of, like, emus and their populations, making sure they're stable and having plenty of room and stuff like that. I'm definitely mindful. I will keep them in mind. Definitely. I do want to say one thing really quick here now that we're talking about conservation because this was crazy. Um, (laughs) As I was doing my research, uh, obviously emus are like a huge part of Australian culture Mm -hmm. and they have a big role in Aboriginal mythology. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stories surrounding that. Big part of the culture. In Australia, there was a situation (laughs) called the Great Emu War. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is where um, in 1932, there was a big public concern over the number of emus that were basically just like running rampant in Western Australia. They weren't running rampant. That's where they live. But I mean, they're coming into contact with humans. They were existing in their zone and people got offended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so they basically decided that there was like so many emus and it was such a problem for everyone that following World War One, a bunch of the discharge veterans from the war um, had been given land by the Australian government and they moved in and saw all these emus there and they were like, okay, we got to take How care of this. How dare they? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it kind of got buck wild at that point because they tried a few different things to curb the population. They were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to do like a full-blown fucking military operation. They came in with machine guns Whoa, and just like come on. unleashed these bullets on a bunch of birds. And the birds fought back. That's the thing. The birds fought back. <laughs> Even though they did this fucking crazy ass thing, um, the population still persisted and Fuck they continued guys. to destroy everyone's crops. <laughs> so the birds were just like, bitch, you thought? Yeah. Excuse me. How dare they? Basically, humans uh, waged war against a bunch of flightless birds in Australia. What so. a human thing to just be like, um, this is bothering me. Let me eradicate it completely. <laughs> I just uh, hate. We haven't had enough war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, we have all this, um, like, unused munitions. What if we just shot birds with it? (laughs) I'm tired of seeing a big bird. Can anyone get a goddamn hobby? Build a fence. (laughs) You ever heard of fences? If you build that fence seven feet and one inch high, you're good. Like, good not getting over that. (laughs) I know. Absolutely insane. I just think it's so funny that they were like, "Mm, let's start a war. The fucking Great Amy War, man. Please calm down. 
But anyways, like I said, currently they're of least concern. We should still mind. keep an eye out for Selena, but as of right oh, now, always everything's looking good. Uh, so that's the emu. I'm going to hit you with a TLDL. Please. Uh, the emu is a large flightless bird found in Australia. It's of a group known as ratites, which is um, a primitive modern bird family, but it includes things like the kiwi, ostrich, cassowary, and rhea. And they're all those big, weird fucking birds. Uh, the emu does not fly, has pretty useless wings, but it is still covered in feathers. Their feathers kind of have like a hair-like appearance, but their legs are where it's at. Their legs, strong. They can run. They can kick. They can jump. They can tap dance, probably. I don't know. They like have a bunch of fucking like strength and boy, Definitely oh boy, do they dance. use it. Uh, emus communicate with one another in a very cool way. They have a throat pouch that can give you like a booming sound, a hissing sound a gulping sound, a grunting sound. And a lot of these are used during breeding season. Emus will form monogamous breeding pairs in the summer as long as the female goes and lays her eggs. And then once that's done, she's out. They're no longer monogamous. This is a very short-term <laughs> monogamous situation. She Our might contract go. has ended. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Couple weeks, that's it, baby. Uh, she'll go find another male, potentially lay more eggs. And then the males take over incubating the eggs, will sit on the nest and help raise the young. When the chicks come out, they're so cute. They're striped brown and white, and they're just fucking adorable. Emu eggs are big. Uh, emus are omnivores. They eat a bunch of different food. And they're of least concern. Yay. There was a war that Australia Boo. decided to wage against <laughs> emus in the early 1900s. But uh, nevertheless, they persist. That's it. That's all I got in the emu for you, baby. Uh, thanks everyone for listening learning a little bit more about this big flightless bird Yay. we loved having you we hope you enjoyed and we hope it i don't know what your appetite scratched for stitch <laughs> we hope you enjoyed something in here got you going if you know what i mean <laughs> i hope that you're um, doing really good or you're really oh, bad oh both Ooh. genders <laughs> race kinks and degradation kinks are the two genders it's really hard to do both and make everyone happy. <laughs> we need to pick one. I can't. Ah, fuck. We just need to use a bunch of double negatives so that they get confused. <laughs> You're not not, not on, doing a good job. Turn on. <laughs> Someone's like, I'm too confused to not be horny. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to listen to more episodes, you can do that at KeeperChatPodcast.com. You can also listen on every podcasting platform out there. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post a lot of stuff there. You can, of course, message us on all those apps. And if you want to get a question answered on the show and a quick and dirty, you can send those to KeeperChat at gmail.com. We hope that everyone listening joins us at Patreon.com slash KeeperChat. In addition to helping keep the podcast ad-free, thank God, uh, it also... You also get a bunch of like bonus perks and things like that. We all, we get to donate money to conservation using the funds that you send us. We also offer you monthly bonus episodes. There's over 40 hours available right this second of monthly bonus episodes. And I got to say, the bonus for January was insane. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah, so it was. weird and so worth listening to. <laughs> so please join us there. If you join our $10 a month tier, you also get access to our Discord server. And that's where the love happens. That's where the magic happens. That's where the horror happens. If you're interested in any of those things, <laughs> join us at patreon.com. Please also leave a rating and review on iTunes or Podchaser. For every rating and review that we receive, we donate $5 to conservation organization of our patrons choice in honor of Betty White's um, 100th birthday. We donated a bunch of money last month. We were really excited. Our patrons got to pick a few different organizations, and we threw $50 at each of them, and it was awesome. So mm -hmm. 
please help us by doing that. You get to support animals around the world and you get the word out about the show. That's it, everyone. We hope you're having a wonderful week. We hope you're looking forward to the letter F for <gasps> flora and fauna. Maybe we'll just talk oh, ourselves just... for an hour. Who knows? <laughs> but we we'll can catch do you on it. the flip. Bye. Bye. Later.